If you have your Bible, and I hope that you do, join me this morning in Proverbs chapter 30. Um, and when you first look at it, I bet you're going to think, why in the world Proverbs chapter 30? Because all you got to do is read the first couple of verses and you're going to be like, where is this one going? I hope we go somewhere this morning and make some sense out of this. Um, I've preached out of this passage one other time. Um, and I think it's, it's got some great application for us, especially given what we've just been talking about, singing about, and reading about this morning. The, the fact that God is moving and working and writing our story and wants to, desires to, would love to write the story of other people around us. And, and we're a big part of that. Not that we write their story, but we help them with, with the spelling, for the lack of a better way to think about it. And, and God, does, God does the work. But there's some interesting thoughts in Proverbs chapter 30, but just kind of a reminder for us as we're starting the year. Our verse as a church, our verse for this year is Proverbs 16.3, and Christine is going to throw that on the, on the board for us. And there's some keys in this. Commit your works to the Lord, and your plans will be established. Commit your works to the Lord, and your plans will be established. And more than ever, for this year, uh, that is, for us as a church, that's our focus. Anything, everything that we do, and y'all have heard me say that over and over and over, but everything that we do committed to the purpose of what God has us here to do. So that word commit, that's our, that's our key word. And you know, we talked last week about having that word for us for the year. And ours from that first verse, first word in that verse, commit to bind to a certain course, to connect, to entrust that all-in approach. And, and for us as a church, as a family, that's what, uh, that's what God is asking us to do, and that's, that's what we're asking you to do, to commit, to be all in, to be ready to do and to go with whatever God leads us to do. Because it's His, and it's His direction, and we don't have anything to say and anything to do. We can get in the way really quick. Uh, but we're committing to him as he leads us this year, which gets me f real quick, just the one last thing, much to do in 22. That's our, as Karen told me, that's our corny slogan that's actually kind of catching on with her. She's, she's actually kind of enjoying this. Much to do in 22. And remember last week I told you those two words, to do, that's the important important thing to think about the correct way not we're not making a big to-do about what we're doing in our commitment to the Lord but we have much to do as we commit to him so we're not we're not blowing our own horns we're letting him lead and doing what he's leading us to do and that Facebook, that private Facebook group that, that I told you about last week, we think it's ready. We had a couple of issues with keeping it private. Something happened and had to go, kind of go back to the starting board. 
But be watching email this week. You're going to get an email with the link to ask you to join it. Um, that way we can keep it private. That was one of the things that we discovered was keeping it from actually being private like we thought. And what we're setting that up for is, of course, internal communication. We want the ability to, to send stuff back and forth to each other. We can still text, and I'm still going to text you. Uh, but another platform where we can communicate with each other. And a big purpose for this private Facebook page, those prayer requests, uh, those needs that you have that we want to share with each other. And then also as you're going through the year and you're reading and you're studying God's Word, as He speaks to you and reveals things to you through His Word, post those things in that, in that Facebook page so that we can, we can all learn from that and even comment and talk back and forth maybe through that um, as, as we're on our individual journeys this year. So be watching your email uh, because that invitation will come this week. And if I don't have a good email for you, I'll shoot you a text to make sure uh, that I've got the one that, uh, that I need to, uh, to send that to because I've... I think a couple of them I have may not be the best emails. So anyway, Proverbs chapter 30. We're going to read uh, verses 1 through 5. Christine will have that on the, on the screen for us. And just a couple of things to remember about the Proverbs as we're, as we're getting started. Uh, a proverb, that, that Hebrew word, is comparison. And what, what Proverbs are is, is there's uh, a compare and a contrast uh, of several different things. But one of the key things to gain from the study of Proverbs is that knowledge is good. Knowledge is good, but wisdom, uh, that's, that's what the writers are sharing with, with us. Wisdom is different than knowledge. And it, it's about application of the things that we're learning, not just facts to cram into our brains. Um, and it requires us, and I actually said this backwards in my prayer just a second ago, because we can hear God, but we don't always listen. I said that backwards. If you caught that in my prayer, I said to listen, but just to hear. And maybe we can switch those up. But it, what the idea is actually that we, we are hearing, but we're listening. We're letting those things come in and be a part of who we are and change who we are. Uh, again, that application part of, of wisdom. So let's read these first five verses. Um, and there's a couple of names right in the beginning that I'm probably going to mispronounce. And that's okay. I haven't been in seminary in a long time. So chapter, chapter 30, starting in verse 1. The sayings of Agur, son of Jaka, contain this message. And the names are over with. I am weary, O God. I am weary and worn out, O God. I am too stupid to be human, and I lack common sense. What Someone else, different translation, I'm just curious. What, what do you read right there in verse 2? I am the most ignorant of men. Most ignorant, okay. Least intelligent. Verse 3, I have not mastered human wisdom, 
And then I've got this underlined. Nor do I know the Holy One. And again, as we read these verses, why would you pick this one to preach out of? There's, there's lots of significance in there. Verse 4. Who but God goes up to heaven and comes back down? Who holds the wind in his fist? Who wraps up the oceans in his cloak? Who has created the whole wide world? What is his name and his son's name? Tell me if you know. Every word of God proves true. He is a shield to all who come to him for protection. And one of the things, again, that we, we notice right off the bat about the writer, um, and if you study this out, you can, you can find this in, in different studies. I mean, there's, there's evidence that he doesn't know God, doesn't have a relationship with God, doesn't follow God, however you want to term that. So, you know, you would be, you would kind of wonder what, what's he writing about. It, he doesn't know God, but then in verse 4, he talks about the reality of who God is and, and the power of God and the presence of God, but he's not, he's not necessarily a believer. But for me, as, as I went back to this one to, uh, to share with us this morning, something that I think for all of us right now, and we've already talked this morning that some of the, the series, some of the things that, that we're going to study through together this year, we've put on hold because of everything that's going on around us in the world and everything that's going around in our family and causing us not to be able to be together and actually and honestly causing people not to be able to come and be with us. I mean, it, it is a reality. Our sister church in Round Rock, um, they have canceled weekly activities and just meeting in one service on Sunday mornings. Uh, the, the reality and the fact of the COVID virus and the things going on around us is changing everything and it's keeping us away and it's keeping people away. And I bet, because I've talked to each one of you, um, all of you in here have battled the COVID fun over the last few weeks. And some of you even use the words, I'm tired. And here's, here's the writer saying that to us. We say this so often, and you know, and it may be, and it is, there's a, a physical aspect to being tired because we just don't ever stop. I mean, that's the world we live in. Even, even with some things being restricted, we just don't ever stop. It's, it's a constant go. But then there's also built into all of this just the worry of everything going on around us and the worry about what could possibly be coming and the worry about friends and family who are sick. And, you know, the Daily On family, we were talking, uh, was that at dinner the other night, Joe, and y'all have now eight family members that have passed from COVID, eight or nine? Nine, I mean, just, that's crazy. Um, and it's, it's a reality of, of the world around us. And here's, here's what I want us to explore and to think about for just a couple of minutes. What if we 
in the chaos and in all the stuff that's going on around us, what if we were like the writer? I'm not going to try to say his name again. Agar. What if we were like him in all this stuff going on and we didn't know God? Facing the mess, facing the chaos, facing the distractions, facing all of the stuff going on around us without Him. What would it be like? I mean, we are worn out. We are tired. We're fed up. But we know in whom we trust. And we know, we know that through Him we will get through we know the rest of the story we know but what about the people around us and that's that's what I want us to think about and again just just briefly this morning what about the people around us the people that we're called here to reach the people in our city the people right out here that hopefully can hear the truth of God's Word as we sing and as we pray and as we study this morning. But what about the people around us, like the author of this proverb, who would say that they don't know God? Where is their hope? Where is their rest? Go back to, uh, go back to verse 4. You know, all of, all of these, these things that he lays out for us, who but God goes up to heaven and comes back down? Who holds the wind in his fist? Who wraps up the oceans in his cloak? Who has created the whole wide, wide world? What is his name and his son's name? Tell me if you know. Those are the kind of questions I, I, I just, I know I believe in the depths of my soul. Those are the questions that people all around us either are asking themselves or asking someone else and may not be finding the truth, may not be finding and hearing and knowing that there is the Creator. Every word of God in verse 5 proves true. Every word of God proves true and I wrote in my in the margin in, in my Bible at some point in time even when we doubt and again that whole idea of everything that's going on around us even when we doubt the truth of God God prevails he is in control Joe do you still have that verse in Isaiah Mark that you read this morning if not remind me of what it is and I can flip real quick it was 817, all right. Go ahead and read that again for us. I'm, I'll have to kind of help so we pick it up on the recording. 817. The Lord has hidden himself from his people, but I trust him and place my hope in him. Okay. Uh, my translation, Isaiah 817. Um, I will wait for the Lord, who has turned away from the descendants of Jacob, I will put my hope in him. And again, and it, it really it really kind of it really kind of sounds a whole lot of repetitive this morning. But we've got to get and we've got to understand 
And, and we've got, as a church, as we are committed to the work of the Lord with much to do in 22, we have got to grasp that, that there are people around us, and we know this. I'm not telling you something that you don't know, but there are people around us that do not know the Lord. And we can't, we can't change everything for them. And we can't make them believe. That's the work of the Lord. That's the work of the Holy Spirit in their lives as He draws them to Himself. But we've got to be busy sharing the hope that we have in Jesus Christ with the world around us. And just like, I'm, I've got to flip back, just like he, he says there in verse 4, tell me if you know. And I, I guarantee you, if you think hard enough, there are people around you that in the relationship that you have with them, they would ask you that very question. If you would just, and, and, and there's no criticism in this for anybody. I'm talking to Heath, too, because I have people around me. But if we would just take the time in those relationships that we have with people <clears throat> to listen, there are people that want to know and want us to tell them who God is because I pray they see him in our lives. And they see the difference that he makes in us. And we just haven't had the opportunity yet, maybe, to share with them. But be aware of those opportunities around you. And be looking for those questions. And be listening for the opportunity to answer for your friends that don't know when they say, Tell me who this is. Tell me how you have hope. Tell me how you get through the day without pulling your hair out of your head. How do you survive? Because this world is nuts. And then take those opportunities. So let's, let's pray together. Um, and then I want us to end our time together this morning um, doing something together because it is crazy around us and we are all a little bit wound up and a little bit stressed but I want us to spend some time together in prayer then we'll worship and uh, conclude our time together this morning but let's let's pray uh, before before we spend a couple of minutes in some intentional prayer time. Father, uh, our prayer this morning, again, Father, is that, uh, that we hear and we listen to you as you, as you lead us, as you guide us, as you point us to people. And Father, that we would be mindful of those questions around us from our friends and from our family and, and co-workers and whoever it may be that haven't encountered you yet, haven't surrendered to you yet. And Father, they're, 
They're looking for someone to answer questions, to tell them about you. And, and God, those opportunities are around us every day. And God, just make each one of us sensitive to those opportunities. But Father, courageous, courageous to step in and to share. And it can be so uncomfortable and it can be so awkward. But God, give us, give us the courage and the strength to share your name and your love with those around us. And Father, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.